police in the morning. The Japanese government introduces a system whereby randomly chosen school children are taken to an island and forced to fight each other to the death. I'm Corey. And I'm Paul. And we are the B-Movie Bros. Here are B-Movies the best of our building. Sometimes we get off topic, but randomness is a gift. So, we're returning in this month of June uh, with our Gratuitous Violence Month. And what better way to celebrate Gratuitous Violence and, uh, you know school being out for the summer, then with the movie Battle Royale from 2000, you know, where Japanese school children are sent to kill each other. Yeah, I love the description you gave it, just right to the point. I mean, it's Battle Royale. You, you don't need a big, long explanation of it. You know, and just like we watched this, that was the description from Netflix. Um, so let's dive right into this shit with our technical difficulties. Top and bottom three. Paul, take it away. All right. Let's start with the top first. <laughs> oh, goody. All right, number three. I like the use of classical music throughout the film, and especially during the scenes where people are getting killed or there are dead bodies all over the place. It really contrasted with the gory elements of the films and added a really interesting artistic element. And it kind of made everything going on feel as if it was like one big painting or one single work of art. I, I really liked how that how they managed to put it all together. Number two, this movie is truly depraved in the best possible way. And not only did it have children getting brutally murdered, but it had children brutally murdering other children. It was like the Hunger Games. The Hunger Games wasn't a complete piece of shit. And number one, I liked all the characters. Even some of the less stable ones and the ones that really lost their minds when, you know, placed on an island to kill their classmates. There were points where I kind of wanted each one of them to survive, but obviously didn't happen. For me, number three. The pacing of the movie is actually very good. Every time you think things are just about to start getting dull, or they do about get dull, bam, somebody comes along and murders the fuck out of somebody else, and you're like, whoa, action! It's, it's a nice reprieve from the, uh, from the dialogue. Yeah, that was one thing. I really wasn't bored throughout the film. It was very, like you said, very well paced. The- and, and for being a two-hour, one-minute film, like, it really doesn't feel like two hours of my life. I love how it's two hours, exactly two hours and one minute. It's like, you gotta, you gotta add the extra minute of, like, of action or whatever. Number two, the lighthouse scene. It just shows in life how easily one little thing that goes wrong can make everything go wrong and turn itself on its head. It's just, it is the scene that really, to me, defines this movie. Yeah, it's kind of like the theme of the film, too, when you think about it, because Japan's going through this horrible, like, depression, and it's like one thing leads to, like, you know, putting children on an island and having them kill each other. It's, It's an interesting concept, I guess. And, of course, number one, this movie has a lot of deaths and a pretty damn good amount of gore involved in it. Hell yeah. I mean, and and honestly, when somebody's chucking a severed head through a window with a grenade stuffed in its mouth to kill other people, where can you go wrong? That may be one of the greatest scenes in any film ever. So, I mean, that's the top. What what was bad about this movie? I mean, that, that was a toughie for me. I I managed to find a few things that I put at the bottom. All right, number three, 
Well, the movie, having been made in Japan, is in Japanese, so if you don't speak Japanese, you, well, you'll have to read the subtitles, which didn't bother me because I watch a ton of anime, and I'm pretty used to reading Japanese subtitles. But if you're not a weeb, then you may not like it so much. Number two, some of the characters spend too much time talking and not enough time, you know, actually trying to kill each other, which as one would predict, proved to be a bad decision. It helped build tension, but was kind of frustrating to watch when you've got one character holding a gun to another character and just, like, monologuing. But in the words of Tuco from The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, if you're going to shoot, shoot, don't talk. And number one, throughout this movie, I kept thinking that the protagonist, Shuya, played by actor Tachuya Fujiwara, looked a lot like the guy who played Light Yagami in the Japanese live-action version of Death Note. And it turned out I was actually correct. It was the same actor. And then I remembered the American version of Death Note, and then I just felt deep-seated disappointment. So, for me, number three... This movie is only offered in Japanese audio on Netflix, at least, you know, because that's how we watched it. And uh, that means that to actually understand the dialogue, which really isn't even necessary for this movie, you need to actually sit and read through the words that are on the screen. But again, it's it. You don't even need the dialogue in this movie. Like it is literally just kids are sent to an island to kill each other and watch what happens. Uh, Number two. There are a fair amount of deaths that happen off-screen that aren't shown at all in the film. Like, there are a few off-screen deaths that they, like, show an after-image of, like, what happened to them. But most of them, they don't. And it's just like, well, how did they die? What happened? I would like to see that. Number one, in this film, the characters have names. Most of the time, that's not a gripe, but in this film, they don't need names. They're here to die. Shotgun transfer student had the right idea. Call people by the weapon that they're issued. Binoculars. Pot lid. You know, that that reminds me. Why the fuck did half the people get guns, a third of the people get melee weapons, and just a few people get not weapons at all? Like pot lid, binoculars, and GPS. You'd think that the guns would be like one or two students. I mean, what the fuck? It takes half the challenge out of it. The weapon doesn't make the man. The man makes the weapon. Or the Japanese school child. God didn't make men equal. The gun did. (laughs) True words have never been spoken. Thank you, Samuel L. Colt. But seriously, like, it, it takes, like, a lot of the competition out of this when, you know... Uh, you know, some of, so many of them get a gun. It's just kind of like an even playing field at that point. It's just an, a disadvantage for the others. Yeah, I think I think the point of that was to I, I do I I, would, I did find that kind of frustrating only only slightly, but I think a lot of it was you had to really want to survive. Like it wasn't just depending on luck of the draw of getting a weapon. This was like you you had to want it. You had to like if you were going to survive, you were going to find a way to survive. And, yeah, the ones who wanted it more the most or managed to, like, form bonds with each other um, well enough and form trust with each other, well, they made it. Spoilers. So, you know what we didn't really talk about here, except for the fact that it was in Japanese, is the dialogue. Which, you know, 
let's have ourselves a good old-fashioned quote war. Quote war. Um, I mean, we're just going to have to take the subtitles at their word because we can't speak Japanese, so we're going to quote the subtitles back and forth. You tell us who had the better quotes. Paul can get us started on this one. All right. Hey, where the hell are we? If I survive, can I go home? When someone is talking, shut up. Here's a list of your dead friends in the order they died. Why not kill? Everyone has issues. Only if everyone else is dead. God, if this is a bad joke, tell me now. I think you should worry about your life rather than that flaccid thing in your pants. And that ends this episode's edition of Quote Wars. If you have a favorite quote from this film, or want to tell us who won this episode's edition of Quote Wars, or just anything about this film, leave it in the comments below. I gotta say one thing I appreciated about the film was one of the, um, one of the transfer students, because there were two transfer students, had like red spiky hair, which was obviously meant to represent an anime character. Oh yeah, so. that, that was a machine gun transfer student. Yeah, that, it, it was like such an obvious like anime reference, but... Was, I, I definitely appreciate it. He's obviously the villain because he's got crazy spike hair. <laughs> he's the only one without black or brown hair, so he's he's either a villain or a main, or like or the protagonist. And well, he's not the protagonist, so. So, I think it's time we give this film our final take. Remember, friends, our final take is a score on our shot scale. Our shot scale is a reverse scale, one to ten. One being the best, ten being the worst. How many shots do you need to get through this film? I give it a one out of ten. Yeah, 1 out of 10 is the only score this could get. So, I mean, what happens when you take a bunch of children and put them on an island where the only way out is to kill each other? Well, if you're lucky enough to live in Japan, you get Battle Royale. With little storyline and many killings with plenty of blood and anguish screams, this is one of my go-to films when it comes to wanting senseless Japanese violence. You know, even with the underlying social commentary, which I just choose to completely ignore. You know, if you don't mind dead teenagers and reading subtitles... This is, like, a near-perfect movie. Battle Royale is an incredible film that managed to combine graphic violence with beautiful cinematography in a way that told a unique and engaging story. It's also made me kind of feel disappointed because our version of it was The Hunger Games, which is complete garbage. The film serves as a social commentary on contemporary Japanese society that didn't feel forced despite the fact that it was very unsubtle, by the very nature of the plot. The characters had their own distinct personalities and reacted differently to their extreme scenario. If you want to see an action-packed blood fest with a surprisingly interesting plot, or you've just gotten out of a movie theater full of screaming children and you want something to feel good, good about, then definitely check out Battle Royale. It may be the best film currently on Netflix, so go watch it before they inevitably take it away. So there you have it, a very rare 1 out of 10 from both Paul and I. Oh yeah, this movie was... It's hard to top this one. So, you know, enough about this film. We know not everyone likes to watch the same kind of shit that we do. So we like to give every B-movie review an A-movie companion and tell you why this B-movie and A-movie are the same film, just of different standards and caliber. And uh, mine may be super obvious at this point because Paul has mentioned it a few times, but I have to give it to the 2012 film The Hunger Games. Well, I'm going to go a little different. I'm going to pick one of my favorite films, Akira, from 1988. So in both The Hunger Games and Battle Royale, people are being selected to participate in a fight to the death. In both films, people must forage for weapons and supplies, 
whether it be, you know, bags that they can pick up or are given or, you know, fighting in a fucking cornucopia of shit-tastic proportions. In both films, you know, they're sent to a secluded place with deadly zones, either filled with traps or, you know, their heads exploding. Both films involve a government willing to sacrifice a few people for the greater good of their kind. You know, to keep the rest of the populace in line. In both films, the main characters cheat the system in order to both survive the game. And you know what? Let's just face it. The Hunger Games is literally just a poor ripoff of Battle Royale. Yeah, I had heard that for a while, but before I actually... I had read the Hunger Games and watched the first movie... Before I saw Battle Royale, I'm like, oh, I'm sure they're both similar but different. No, it's it's a blatant ripoff. It, it's especially with Battle Royale Two. Yes, Battle Royale does have a sequel, friends, and Battle Royale Two is basically the third Hunger Games, whatever that one was called. Yeah, um, mocking Jay or revolting against the government and yeah. and that much. Yeah. What so a, another terrible that series is awful. Yeah, I saw all four movies. I never read a book. I but, so I read the I read all three books. Saw the first movie. I'm like, yeah, I I, I don't know why I've subjected myself yeah, to this. M- my wife read them all, saw them all. But yeah. I digress. All right, what's your your A movie companion was Akira, right? Yeah. Akira, one of Canada, Tetsuo. All right, so both Akira and Battle Royale take place in Japan. Both movies explore the disconnect between two different generations. It shows the disappointment the older generation feels toward their children and the lack of respect and trust the younger generation feels toward their parents and wanting to be wanting to strive towards something greater than them. And it's it's an important theme in both films. Both movies take place in the wake of a terrible crisis that hit Japan. Battle Royale takes place after a terrible recession leaves a I think 15% of the population unemployed, so everyone's scrounging for work and supplies. And Akira takes place after the child named Akira transcends into godhood and leaves Japan in ruins. And both movies are a social commentary on Japanese society during a particular time period. Battle Royale is meant to parallel contemporary work culture in, of Japan, which the value, in which the value of the individual is often tied to their work ethic and productivity, causing a large portion of the younger generation to drop out of society completely and just play video games and watch anime. This doesn't sound like a bad life to me. But, and the society in Akira was meant to parallel the Japan right after World War II, the desolate desolate um, and collapsing cities along with the feelings of hopelessness and hostility amongst the characters in Akira showed what the citizens were going through after the nuclear bombs were dropped on the cities of Japan. Well, that's uh, actually a very, very good comparison. Well, thank you. Yeah, I, I love both films, and I've probably watched Akira like over a dozen times. So, so uh, for an A-movie version, uh, check out Akira and just say fuck it and don't pay attention to the Hunger Games because Akira is is the far, far superior film. Oh, yeah. But actually, I mean, it's on the same playing field as Battle Royale, so just go watch Battle Royale or Akira. This proves the uh, Japanese do um, post-apocalyptic and um, killing children better than, better than we do in the U.S. So I think it's time to uh, drink away this flick. 
Drink away this flick. Come on and grab your drink. Let's drink away the flick. Bum, 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 bum. We'll tell you some drinking games for our Battle Royale, but remember, friends, drink responsibly. Number one, every time someone is killed, take a drink. Number two, every time there is a flashback, take a drink. Number three, whenever it's announcement time, finish your drink. Number four, anytime a death occurs off screen, take a drink. And number five, of course, because it's gratuitous violence month, anytime there is a gratuitous amount of violence on screen, take a drink. Every time you see Japanese words flash on screen, take a drink. Every time one of the kids picks up a weapon that of someone they killed, take a drink. Every time a dead kid's name is announced, take a drink. And every time someone misses a shot, take a shot yourself. So there you have it. Those are your ways to drink away this flick. If you have any thoughts about this movie or anything else B-Movie related, you can leave us a comment on either iTunes or SoundCloud. You can email us at bmoviebros at gmail.com. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com dash bmoviebros. Follow us on Twitter at bmoviebros or my personal Twitter at bmoviepaul. You can check out all our other content, including reviews, interviews, and chats on our website bmoviebros.com, where we have new shows each week. If you want to support the show, consider donating to our PayPal or Patreon accounts. Links provided below. So we've come to the end of week three here at uh, Gratuitous Violence Month in uh, the month of June. Let's rank the film so far. Um, at number three for me, Zombie Holocaust. I mean, even though there was a lot of violence and uh, a lot of nudity, I mean, things were happening, but at the same time, it felt like nothing was happening. Number two, Ice from the Sun. I mean, stuff happened, and it was quite intriguing. Number one, Battle Royale. It's got the violence. It's got the gratuitousness. And really, it's just captivating. Yeah, it's it's pretty predictable how this is going to go. Number three, Zombie Holocaust. I mean, I saw it. I was kind of entertained, but mostly bored during it. And I barely even remember what happened. Number two, Ice from the Sun. I really enjoy the film. I think it's brilliantly made, especially considering the budget. It's got a unique plot and really interesting um, ideas going on in it. It's um, As far as um, low-budget films, it's definitely one people should check out. But you can't really fairly compete with Battle Royale. I mean, it's such an amazing movie. It's like last month where we had Empire Strikes Back. Like, it's not. It's like getting a royal flush in... Um, in Fucking poker or whatever. One of those card games. I don't know. Pulling, Magic the Gathering? I don't know. Pulling all five pieces of Exodia. It's like y- y- you just win automatically. It's having all seven Chaos Emeralds. <laughs> Getting all seven Dragon Balls. So, I mean, obviously, we, we love Battle Royale. And you know what? It's, we found out this week that the Japanese game shows are super awesome. Oh, yeah. um, and you know, for, let, for next week, let's do something a little different. Instead of us telling you what we're going to review, we want you to tell us what is your favorite gratuitously violent film that you would like us to review. Suggest it on Twitter. We'll pick one this weekend and review it next week. So remember to watch out for that. And until next time, friends, be brave, be alive, and be back for more. Yeah, we... <laughs> I don't want to... Oh, see, little guy.